the Lord is reaching a lot of people, and uh, He's doing what He wants to do here. So, will the Lord be done? Amen. Will the Lord be done? Praise God. Okay, turn with me in your Bibles real quickly to the book of Exodus. Thirteenth chapter. I get through this this morning. Praise God. Thirteenth chapter of the book of Exodus. Verse seventeen. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Let's peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, and for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Sukkoth and camped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, remember when the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt for 400, about 400 years. That's a long time. Uh, And the Lord raised up Moses to bring them out. We all know the story of Moses and children of Israel in Egypt and all the plagues that God brought. And the very last one, of course, was the angel of death where he slayed the firstborn of every family of Egypt. And God had told them to take the blood. Israel, he told Israel, take the blood of the lamb uh, and apply it over the doorpost of your dwelling. So that when the angel of death passes, comes by, he will pass over you. When he sees the blood. Amen. Amen. We sing the song, when I see the blood. So that's what the word Passover means. The, the, the feast of Passover that the Jews celebrate. Some of you don't realize, don't know that. That's what it is. Exactly what the words are. It simply means the angel of death that came into Egypt to slay the firstborn of all the families of Egypt passed over the dwellings of Israel 
when he saw the blood over the doorposts in the entranceway to the house. So the blood uh, preserved them, protected them, and kept them safe uh, as the Lord went through the land of Egypt. So when they were delivered, God says, eat the lamb, eat it in a hurry, don't put any yeast in your meal, just make flat bread, no no yeast in it, because you're going to be leaving here in a hurry. You ain't got time for the bread to rise. How many, how many has ever cooked homemade bread? Put yeast in it, it takes a while to let that bread, I think he let it rise two or three times. But they didn't have time for that. God says you had not got time to do that, so you're going to eat it in a hurry. So just make flat, just old flat bread. And cook it and eat it and pack up your bags and get out of here. Because the Lord is going to do a the Lord is going to do a great work in bring you quickly out of this land. He doesn't want you hanging around here wasting time. We're going to get up and we're going to get out of here. That's the way the Lord is, isn't it? Amen. Uh, I mean, when the Lord gets ready, when he gets ready to do it, he's going to do it. And he wants us to be with him. So if you want to want to be if you want to be in, uh, involved in what God's doing, get with what God's doing. Amen. 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 Now sometimes it seems like it takes God a while to get get things going, but once He decides it's time, brother, it's time. Amen. Amen. And so uh, uh, we're we're always waiting upon the Lord and listening to His direction because He knows what He's doing. And He expects us to uh, follow His direction. The Bible says here that God would lead them in the way. God would be went before them in the cloud and He was going to lead them in the way that they should go. So, if God is going to lead us Hear me this morning. If God's going to lead your life, if God is the leader of your life, then it's best you take heed to what He says. You can't go out here flipping around, do what you want to do in the way you want to do it. Do any old thing you want to do and how you want to do it and when you want to do it. You need to listen to what God is telling you to do. If God is the directing your life, then listen to what God is telling you. Because He knows exactly what it is that you need to do. Because you see, He's got, he's got it all planned out for you. Turn around look at somebody and say, God's got it all planned out for me. Amen? He's got it all planned out for me. Amen? <laughs> He's got it all planned out. God's got everything prepared. All we have to do is listen to what He says. Do what He says. And it's all going to work out right. Like this little church here when we started, when we opened it. I did exactly what God said to do. And God's doing the rest. God will do the rest. God God will cause to happen what He wants to happen. And all I'm doing is just saying, all right, what next? (laughs) You know, what next? 
To pray and seek God, listen for God, do what God says, be obedient to God, be faithful to God, be faithful to what He's called you to do. You know, God called His people. God called His people. If God's called you, then God wants you to be faithful to Him. So people, well, I can't be faithful to God. I don't know if I can do what God wants me to do. Then maybe God hadn't called you. Did you ever think of that? Huh? Did you ever think of that? If you can't listen to God, you can't follow the Lord, then maybe God is not calling you. But if you know God has called you, if you know that you're His, how many knows you're His? If you know that you're His, glory to God, that makes all the difference in the world. When you, when you know that you're a member of a family, Amen. you can listen to your mama. When you know that you're a member of the family, you can listen to your papa. Huh? That's right. Sometimes we get stubborn and bullheaded and, and rebellious. When you know you belong to family, that makes all the difference in the world for you. That gives you kind of a little edge in life. That kind of gives you a little bit of something to fall back on. Well, if I can't make it, Mama will help me. <laughs> if I can't get through, Daddy, Daddy's there, I can call him. So it makes all the difference in the world to know that you belong to a family. Amen. So God is calling his people out and he's going to lead them out through Moses. He's going to give Moses the uh, instructions and directions. He's going to tell the people and, and he's going to lead them out. Now the Bible says that they came out of Egypt. Now listen to this. They came out of Egypt. And God led them not in the way of the Philistines. Now that means if you look on a map of the Middle East, you'll see uh, where Egypt is located and where Canaan is located and where the Red Sea is. And there's a strip of land that runs from Egypt all the way up through uh, the land of Palestine or Canaan's land. A strip of land that they could have easily went about that way. When they came out of Egypt, God could have just led them straight up north, right up through that strip of land, across the land of the Philistines. But instead, God turned them the other way. There was a purpose for that. Number one, somebody said number one, God is going to get rid of their enemies, the Egyptians. He's going to drown them in the sea. Amen? Amen. Now let me tell you something this morning, saints. When God brings you out of Egypt, and we're talking about the land of bondage, we're talking about the life of sin. When God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, delivers you and sets you free from the, from the life that you live and is bringing you forth to follow Him, you can be sure that the devil is not going to turn you loose easy or peacefully. You can be sure that the enemy is not going to let you go so easy. Somebody says, why in the world that devil ruin it for me? Why does this happen to me? Because the devil doesn't want you to, he doesn't want to turn you loose. So don't be discouraged. If you find in your life that Satan is really, really clawing after you and really trying to get you to get back into where you was before, don't be alarmed about that. Because once you come to Christ and you have the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin and you're born of God, Amen. then you belong to God. But Satan is going to surely come after you. Yes, 
I've seen some Christian get saved. When they get saved, and within a few days, uh, you know, the devil starts coming, fighting them, and they say, "Well, I don't understand this." And pretty soon, they fall away because it was so hard for them to. Well, what's going on here? Why is this happening to me? And I don't understand this. And they get fearful and afraid. But Satan is always going to come at those whom God is leading out. Amen. So if Satan is coming after you, rejoice. That's right. Because the God that you serve is bigger than the devil that's coming after you. Hallelujah. The God that we serve is greater than the enemy that's on our heels. Now he led them out, but he didn't lead them in the way of the Philistines. Now let's think about this for a minute. These people have been in bondage for 400 years. All they ever knew was cutting stones and making mud pies. <laughs> they didn't know anything about weapons. They didn't know anything about warfare, how to handle a weapon or a sword or a spear. They've been slaves for 400 years. And God says, if I lead them to the way of the Philistines up into the land of Canaan, if I go through there, the Philistines are a very fearful, frightful people. They are a very warring people. The Philistines are a warring people. And they're ferocious. And they're mean. And they're tough. And if I lead the people up there to face the Philistines, they're going to get discouraged and run away and go back to Egypt. So I'm not going to lead them that way. I'm going to take them round about. I'm not going to take them just across the bridge. I'm going to take them round about over here. But I'm going to prove them. Number one, God led them that way because He wanted to overthrow the Egyptians in the Red Sea. Amen? Number two, he told Moses when Moses met the Lord at the burning bush, where was he at when he was at the burning bush? He was at the foot of that mountain. What mountain? Mount Sinai. It wasn't in the wilderness of the Red Sea. It was in Arabia. Mount Sinai is in Arabia. Paul the apostle told us that Sinai is in Arabia. Paul, all right. <laughs> Paul's not lying to us. Moses had gone there when he fled from Pharaoh after slaying the man, that man in, in Egypt. And for 40 years, he lived around the foot of the mount of God. And one day when he was herding his sheep, he saw a bush that was on fire, but it wasn't it consumed. And when he heard the voice of God, God says, I'm going to bring you back to this mountain to serve me on this mountain. But I'm sending you down to Egypt. You're sending me? Who am I to go to Egypt? You got to do what? Did you know that Moses stuttered? He had a he had an impediment in his speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm not a very good talker. You know, I don't talk real good. 
I'm just a country boy. <laughs> Lord got angry with him. All right, get your brother. <laughs> get Aaron. <laughs> and I'll talk to you and you can talk to Aaron. Amen. So he went down there. But God says, I'm going to bring you back to serve me on this mountain. That was, number, that was reason number two. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So, so, so uh, another reason is you see that God says that, that, that the children of Israel... Uh, God had given God had given Moses a sign. He said, "This is going to be a sign to you when I lead you out and bring you here." And the children of Israel already told Pharaoh, "says We want to go out into the wilderness for three days and worship and make sacrifice to our God." So that was another reason. God was not leading him up to the Philistines; He was leading him into the wilderness. And God was going to prove them and try them in the wilderness. And furthermore, God had to make covenant with them. God had things that He had to do with them in in sealing a covenant with blood in the law and ordinances that He was going to give them. And the wilderness was the best place To go. God's way is the best way. Sometimes we think, well, now I don't want to go this way because that's too hard. And the Lord says, this is the way I want you to go. Because I have a purpose for this. If you look in your life and you see things happen in your life that's hard, God says, I brought you this way for a reason. A man may devises his ways, but God guides his footsteps. A man may uh, decide on one thing, but God's the one that really makes the final decision. Amen. Man, man proposes, God disposes. Hallelujah. I look at my own life, look at your own life and say, well, I look at where I've come from, where I've been, and where I, how, how God led me through life. And I say, Lord, you, you, I can see your hand in everything in my life. In the hard places, in the hard times, in the bad times, in the good times. God's hand has led me through life. And the same with all of us. God's hand leads you through your life no matter where you've been or who you are or what you've done. God's hand has led you where He wanted you to be. Hallelujah. If you know the Lord this morning, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you know that God's hand is on your life. And that you don't have to get up in the morning worrying about what's going to happen to you this day, for God has you in His hands. If you don't know that, it's time to know the Lord. It's time to come to know Him. But if you know him, then you don't have a thing to worry about. The children of Israel coming out of there, the Bible says they come out of Egypt harnessed. You see that word there, harnessed? Let me tell you this morning. 
When God saves you, and brings you out of sin and covers you with the blood of Jesus. He doesn't send you out into this world all by your lonesome. Gallivanting around, doing what you want to do, saying what you want to say, being what you want to be. You belong somewhere. The word harness means they were in rank and file. It means they were together, side by side, coming out of Egypt. Praise God. And that seemed to make them stronger and more honorable and fierce and bold when they came out of Egypt. They weren't just flipping around out there in the wilderness somewhere, turning somersaults in the desert. They weren't just happy-go-lucky, jumping up and down and running all directions. They were marching side by side, hand in hand, praise God, knee to knee and shoulder to shoulder. When God saves you, He doesn't just put you out there in the world all by yourself. He said, let me tell you something. You belong somewhere. You belong to my family. You belong to my body, my body, the body of Christ. You have a place in the body of Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. And I'm not talking about just belonging to some church. I'm talking about you are the church. If you're born of God, you belong to God, you are the church of the living God. And there is a place for you, but God didn't call any of us to go out here and start spouting off words that God didn't say. God didn't call preachers to go out here and preach something that He didn't want them to say. He didn't call Christians to go out here and live any way they want to live in this world. He called you to be in the place He wanted you to be. You left off serving Pharaoh, being a slave to Pharaoh, to become a slave of God. Huh? Uh Huh? Don't look at me like a hoot owl. That's true. You were a slave of sin. Now you become a servant of God. Well, I'm free. I'm not as if you're free. All right, you're free from sin. But now God has filled your heart with his love and his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Praise God is upon you and around you and behind you and in front of you and everywhere. And now you have become the servants of the living God. So get in line. Amen. Quit gallivanting around in the world and doing, the, doing your own thing and get in line with God's people. Get in line with God's word. Get in line with that place God has put you and get with God. Because you're not listening, you, you, they may run off and leave you. You ever see a kid out with a bunch of people going to a park somewhere? There's a bunch of people, and a little kid goes off by himself playing somewhere in the trees and doing whatever he's doing over here. Pretty soon the group's all gone. He comes back and says, Where'd they all go? Where'd they all go? He was over there gallivanting around playing, and she should have been with the group. God says, Get with it. In other words, he's not saying, Look, I'm not getting on to you about going to church. That's not what I'm talking about. It's good to go to church. How many believe we need to go to church? On Sunday morning or whenever you go. The Bible says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As a manner of some is, knowing that the day is evil, it's drawing near. So we need to come together for what? For strength. They came out of Egypt harnessed. They came out of Egypt together. Did you know when God saved you, you became part of something? You're not, you're not a freelancer. 
God ain't got no freelancers. We all belong to the same family. We all belong to the same body. We all belong to the same God. We all belong to the same purpose. We all belong to the same message, to the same song, to the same praise and the same glory. We all belong to the same thing. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. When God saved you and brought you in, He made you a part of His what He's doing in this world. You're not separate from it. You're not apart from it. You're not some kind of special kind of Christian. <laughs> well, I'm different than they are. No, you're not. You're just like everybody else. Well, I don't have to go on in people. I, I don't do things like that. It don't matter. Get in there anyway and get in line. Maybe God will use you to show some saints in the, that's in the bunch some different some thing or two. Well, maybe they'll show you a thing or two. Amen. I've learned that through the years. I thought, you know, when I was a kid, I said, well, I'll show this guy a thing or two. He don't know that. I, don't know. And I, fall, I have fallen flat on my face so many times. Because when I thought I was so smart and so wise, and, stuck, and I ended up sticking my foot in my mouth and making a fool of myself. Because I thought, I'm, I'm a special fellow here. I'm, Lord says, there's nothing special. You get in line with everybody else. And when you get in line with everybody else and you humble yourself before me and realize who you are and what you're a part of, you have a position in God. You have a position in Christ. You have a position in the body of Christ. And God has called you just like He's called everybody. And when we realize that, it's, it's not discouraging, it's encouraging. Amen. It's a comfort to know that there's other folks around me. It's a comfort to know that I got somebody that I can rub elbows with. It's, it's wonderful to know that there's somebody else in this thing that can strengthen me and help me and encourage me to go on my way with the Lord. Amen. And I don't have to do it alone. God didn't call you to make it on your own. He called you to make it with everybody else. Hallelujah. That's why it's good to go to church because you need the strength of your brothers and sisters who are marching right along with you. We're all harnessed together. We're all bonded together. And God has called us out. This is good for the young. For the old. You know, you heard. Once your finger, the thumb comes back as you. It's good for everybody. Hallelujah. God is so good to everybody. And His goodness follows us and leads us. When they came out of Egypt, there was young and they were old. There was the weak and there was the strong. There was the frail and there was the mighty and the bold. And the frisky. Cantankerous. <laughs> yeah, the old cantankerous and the, and the, you know, the grandmas and the grandpas and the, and the grandkids and, and everybody in between was coming out of Egypt. But they all stayed right together. And they realized that by doing this, the Bible says further on in the next chapter that they came out with a high hand. Yes, amen. 
What does that mean? They came out singing praises to God. Victory is mine. Hallelujah. I, the Lord has destroyed the enemy. He's put him behind me and I'm on my way. I'm on my way to Canaan's land. I'm on my way. Hallelujah. And the devil's behind me. And then we sing that song. Oh, well, I'm on my way up to Canaan's land. Well, I'm on my way up to Canaan's land. Well, I'm on my way up to Canaan's land. Well, I'm on my way. Oh, Lord, glory, hallelujah. I'm on my way. Amen. And they were singing the songs of Zion. They were singing the songs of God. They were praising God and victorious and happy and glorious, my God. And they were so happy and they were so strong and they were so delighted, my God. And everybody knew, ooh, Lord, this is such a wonderful time. And suddenly they turned around and saw Pharaoh coming in his chariots. And they started singing, Woe is me. <laughs> what in the world is going to happen to me? <laughs> they changed, all of a sudden they changed their tune, didn't they? When they saw Pharaoh coming in his chariots. What in the world is going to happen to me, Lord? <laughs> because Pharaoh <laughs> is a coming. He's on his <laughs> How many times has the Lord delivered us out of sin? How many times has God has done it over and over again and when the and when people get saved and gloriously saved and rejoicing and praising God and the devil hears about it he comes running after them and when they see that old devil coming at them with temptations and trials they said oh Lord what will happen to me <laughs> that's true but don't be discouraged don't be faint hearted don't doubt God Hallelujah. After all, after all, you're the chasee. And he's the chasee. After all, you're the one that God has called out. And it's the devil that's chasing you. Think about that. The devil wants you. He hates you. He despises you. He don't want to let you go. But God has called you out. And the blood has covered you. And there's no way that devil is going to touch you. There's no way the enemy is going to destroy you. There's no way that you're going to come down. That God's going to lead you over. Hallelujah. You're not going to go under. You're going over. You're not going down. You're going up. Praise God. You're going to live for God. You're going to be blessed of God because there too has God called you to a blessing, to a life of blessing. Now God said it's not always going to be easy. But that's all right. I've got a reason for this. And it's for your good. It's for your good. Whatever it is you're facing in life right now, it is for your good. And when you've come through it, you're going to appreciate the goodness of God. 
I was talking to somebody the other day about the weather and how hot it's been. It's really been hot, and it's been hot. And 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 when the cool when the cool front comes down and crosses our state, oh boy, it's just so wonderful. And you say, man, I wish it was this way year round. But then I got to thinking, you know, if it was this way year round, we wouldn't know how to appreciate it. So God sends the heat and makes us sweat and burn up so that we can appreciate the cool when it comes. If we didn't know the hot, we wouldn't know how to appreciate the cool. Is that right? So God says, look, all things is for your good. You're going to learn and I'm going to teach you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you how good and how merciful, how great I am. And you're going to learn to love me. And you're going to learn to appreciate what I give you. And you're going to learn all about me. Because this ain't really about you. It's about me and you. Hallelujah. It's about me and God. Not me alone, but me and God. I'm part of this thing. He made me part of it. Amen. I'm just glad that God made you part of what he's doing. So don't be dismayed or discouraged or, or get ready to fall out on God. Don't, don't run away from God. Don't, don't fall out with God. He's the one that brought you where you are. Yes, one for God, you wouldn't even be alive. One for God, you wouldn't have what you got now. Right. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't even be breathing right now. Right. Think about that one. Right. Amen. 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 So the Lord brings them out. And they change the tune. And the cloud, the Bible said he sent a cloud to guide them. And this big pillar of cloud, they said, some say that they even received mist from the cloud to cool them off. <clears throat> and the cloud was so large and so big that it would, it would shadow, it would give them a shadow in the heat of the day. And at night they had a pillar of fire that gave them light when they needed light. When God brings us out of sin, He gives us light. When God brings us away from the life we lived before, He gives you light to live by. He's not going to leave you in the darkness. He's not going to leave you wandering along like a blind man. God is going to give you light, which means He's going to give you understanding and light your way. You're not going to go through life guessing what's going to happen or guessing about life. God is going to give you understanding. And you're going to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And God is going to bless your life abundantly. For we don't know what lies ahead, but God knows what lies ahead. There's other things that's lying ahead that's going to be a trial for you. But God's going to bring you through that trial. There's things in life that you and I don't know about today that's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year. God knows. But God's going to bring you through that. Trust in the one who leads you and guides you. Amen. So when he brings them out and brings them to the sea, the Bible said there was mountain ranges on both sides and only the trail behind them with Pharaoh and his army. And they were... They were Right on their tail. They were getting close. And they said, what are we going to do? God says, you just tell my people to camp out near the mouth of that path that leads to the sea. There's a name for it. I can't call it right now. It's 
one of them long names in the Bible. But that's what it means. It means that they camped out right there where the opening was to the sea. You camp right there. And God blew with His nostrils an east wind. An east wind all night long. God just breathed on it and parted the waters. The Bible says that they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Which means now God is, God is letting them know that you are now have become part of what I am to you. And that, and that you are submitting yourselves to the authority that I have given you through Moses. And what I have given, have given to you through him that I give to you, you, you are now being a part of that with me. That's what baptism is. You become a part of an authority. You become a part of one who is your leader, your headship, your Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you're baptized in water. You're, you're signifying by that baptism in water that you're submitting yourself to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But the greater baptism in Scripture is the baptism of the Spirit. When we come to Christ, He baptizes us with His Spirit. John said, I came baptized with water. He that comes after me is mightier than I am. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Amen. His fan is in His hand. He will thoroughly purge His floor. And the, and the wheat He will gather into His barns, but the chaff He will burn with unquenchable fire. So when we, are, when we come to Christ, when we come into Christ, He baptizes us. And that's what happened there. They were baptized into the authority, into the body of Christ. And to figuratively speaking, they were really baptized into the body of Christ. For Christ was that one who was uh, in the cloud and in the fire, who followed them and guided them and gave them light. He was the rock in the wilderness that gave them water to drink. Amen. He followed them through the wilderness with water. It was really Christ Himself. Not that He's a rock, but that it is symbolic of Him. Christ is, is, the, is our supply. Christ is the one in our lives who gives us all that we need in life. So when we submit ourselves to Him, He will supply your every need in life. Which means you ain't got to worry about a blessed thing. He's got it all in His hands. As Christians... We should have already known by now, learnt by now. We should learn by now. <laughs> Everybody raise your hand and say, I done learned it. I done learned it. I done did it. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the one. Hallelujah. Like Sergeant York said in World War I, I'll be trusting in something be a heap bigger than I be. He's much greater than we are. Listen, somebody, some people may be struggling themselves about following the Lord. But all you do is to submit yourself to His Lordship. All you do is say, Lord, I believe. You lead my life. And that's all you do. What can I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus. How am I going to get to Canaan's land? Just follow the cloud. 
The Bible says that God led them with a cloud. Everywhere he wanted them to go, no matter where they went, they just followed the cloud. They said, Mama, Mama, where are we going to go today? I don't know. We'll just follow the cloud. <laughs> where are we going to sleep tonight, Mama? What are we going to do? Wherever the cloud, wherever, wherever you see that cloud moving, it stops. That's where we're going to camp, right there. And at nighttime when the fire was there, Lord, the show is dark out here. Well, don't worry. We got some fire at night. God will give us light in the camp. The Bible says that it was darkness in the camp of Pharaoh and his army when they came after him. When they were behind them, they were coming after him. The Bible said it was darkness in their camp, but it was light in the camp of Israel. God gives us light. God gives us hope. God gives us assurance. God gives us guidance. Hallelujah. To serve God is just simply to follow the cloud. Follow the light in your heart and in your mind. Say, Lord, I believe you today and I trust you today in my life. And you're going to show yourself real in my life. You're going to show me how it is that you are in my life by the things that you do for me today. And I'm going to recognize that in my life every day of my life. And I'm going to say, you know what? You ever seen a little picture somebody uh, post on Facebook these two little kids are looking up, two little boys are looking up in heaven and says, you know, that was God right there. <laughs> As God did that. And you're going to say the same thing. When you see God do something in your life, you're going to stop and realize, that was God. Amen. When you're having a hard time and you can't get something right and nothing's going right for you, or you can't seem to cope with something, or, or there's something you need, or, or it's something that seemed like impossible, suddenly it happens, you're going to realize at that moment, that was God. Amen. Because God is in your life. And He's going to give you everything you need for every moment of your life. You ain't got to stop and worry about it and calculate it and figure out how you're going to make this thing work. God makes it work. God makes it work. All you have to do is say yes to God. All you got to say, Lord, wherever you lead, wherever you lead, I will follow. And whatever you feed, I will swallow. <laughs> whatever God gives I will receive because I'm alive today I'm alive right now and I know who I am because he said so hallelujah there's so much more but I can't get to all of it The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 that God will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able to bear. But will with the temptation make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. So don't be alarmed at something that comes your way. God is not going to allow you to be tempted or tried above that which you're able to bear. Sometimes we say, God, I don't know how this is impossible. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Is exactly what they were saying when they came out of Egypt. Oh, that's great. Look where we are. It's the sea. How in the world are we going to get out of this situation? 
You really, you really did it this time, Moses. I got to hand it to you. You really did it this time. Look at this. It's the sea. How many times have people said that to God? Lord, you really did it this time. Look at this mess you got me into. <laughs> Stand still and see the salvation God. Stand still. Be quiet. Get in line. Quit running around with like a chicken with his head cut off. Quit flopping around. Quit waving your arms and stomping your feet and throwing a fit. Be still. Get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Come to your senses. That's what it means. The prodigal son came to his senses in the hog pen. He came to himself. God says, come to yourselves. Get a hold of it. Don't lose it. <laughs> Don't lose it. I'll show you something you never even dreamed of. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. He who made the seas can't open the seas. Can God, can God, can God prepare, can God spread a table in the wilderness? The God that made all things with His Word. And he made it out of nothing. He just spoke it into existence. Hallelujah. I believe he can spread a table in the wilderness. The God who made all things, heaven and earth and everything that's in it, is the one that is guiding you and speaking to you. God is speaking to his people. He's speaking to the church. He who made all things is speaking to us now. Be still. And know that I am God. Even had, he said, if he has to say that to his people, what on earth are the people, the world, in the world going to? What are they going to do? If the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? But God is speaking to his people. I'll make a way for you. Through every situation in life. And every situation in life sometimes is like a sea, a red sea before us. It's like the wilderness before us. But God says, the cloud by day and the fiery pillar at night, He never took away. It was always there. Until they reached the land of Canaan. It never left. The cloud by day and the fire by night was always there. Protecting and leading and guiding. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I'm always with you. Hallelujah. We are talking about God who made all things according to His own will. 
and called us according to His own purpose. Hallelujah. No matter what it seems like in front of you, look out. Expect God. Sometimes I say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to do it. But God has taught me to say, but I know you will. I don't see how it's possible, but with God, all things are possible. All things. Do you believe that? All things are possible with God. And the Bible says this here. I, I, I think about what the apostles preached and what you, what you read in Scripture in the New Testament of the, Paul and Peter and John, all these guys, and what they, what they wrote. And when you look real closely at what they wrote, uh, most of the time it doesn't sound like a lot of preaching you hear today that I've heard all my life. So I said, God, where is it that you say the things that I've heard so many preachers say? And he says, here, here it is right here. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Amen. All the promises of God. Does that, does that, what does that mean? Does that mean some of them are part of them? Are the ones that are uh, obsolete? Man, no, not the ones obsolete. No, we can't have those. It's the ones that's up to date. <laughs> well, what, is the, what does that mean, the ones up to date? The Bible says all the promises of God. Yes. Flip through your Bible anywhere you want to flip through it and read. Wherever there's a promise written, that's what it means. Every and all promises of God or yea that means yes Yes. the Holy Ghost says yes Yes. in Christ Jesus hallelujah so don't ever doubt God believe what he says Believe what he said. If you want really, if you want something from the Lord, if you're asking God for something in particular, turn to what he says in the scripture. Amen. And say, Lord, this is what you said. And I'm standing on what you said. Amen. It doesn't look possible. It doesn't look like it's absolutely I'm going to perish here. I'm going to die. But God didn't bring you out of Egypt into the wilderness to let you die in the wilderness. Not there, not then, not now. But those who doubt Him, those who won't trust Him, those who continue to stiffen their neck and harden their hearts against God, they did die in the wilderness. They didn't ever enter the promised land. God says you don't have to die, but live. Are we going to live this morning? Are we going to live abundantly in the Lord? Are we going to live happily and joyfully? We're going to praise God. We're going to be, uh, amen, exuberant about the Lord? 
Are we going to sing the songs of Zion? Are we going to, or is our heart going to pan for Egypt again? Do we wish to go back where we was? Or do we want to go forward in the Lord? God wants us to continually go forward in Him always. Into the things of God. Stand with me, everybody. Somebody says, well, I believe what you're saying, Brother Bob. I really do. The Bible says there's nothing that He will withhold from them who walk uprightly before Him. Nothing God will withhold from you. Nothing. Everything He promised. He's not holding it back. On purpose. He's not withholding it. He's not keeping you from getting it. Why would God... Yeah, maybe like offering somebody a gift and then reach out to get it and you pull it back. That's right. Do you ever have anybody do that to you? Yeah. You know. There, there. Be still. God will not withhold from us. They walk uprightly. What does that mean, walk uprightly? I'm following the cloud. I'm trusting God. I believe what He said. That makes you upright with God. I'm trusting Him no matter what. I don't care what comes my way. If I die right here, I'm trusting God. I don't care if He sends me through the fire. I don't care if He tries me like gold is tried. I will trust in God though He slay me. I will trust Him. Boy, that's walking uprightly. I will trust in the Lord. I've asked God for certain things. He didn't give it to me. He said, okay, God, you know the reason why? I'm not going to be angry at you. I'm not going to be mad. I'm still trusting you. I'm believing you. No matter what, I still trust you. Hallelujah. He will not withhold. And whatever it is He wants you to have, you're going to know. And you're going to understand the reason why about everything. Why you didn't have it, or why you do have it, or why you can't have it, or whatever the reason is, you're going to know. God's not going to leave you wondering, hanging, not knowing, but you're going to know. It's going to be made clear to you what it is that He wants for you, what it is He has for you, and what it is He wants you to do. Man, that's where I want to be. Ain't you? That's what I want. Whatever God has for me in my life. Amen. Father, I thank you this morning for leading us, guiding us, directing us. You've given us light in the darkness. You've given us shade in the hot heat of the day and water so we won't be thirsty. You have fed us and spread a table in the wilderness to provide for everything we need. Even our very shoes have not worn out. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says, I'm going to let you go. 
The Bible says that their shoes didn't wear out. For, can you imagine that? How many's ever heard of anybody wearing a pair of shoes that lasted for 40 years? That's impossible. It just don't happen. But God made it happen. But that's, you see, you don't need that now if you need... I mean, if you need shoes, He'll give you money to go buy some new ones. Because <laughs> there's a shoe store in every corner nowadays. I mean, they were out in the middle of nowhere where they couldn't get no shoes. The guy said, I'll just make them last. Huh? <laughs> Especially then, huh? Amen. Nobody can make shoes like God can make shoes. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making my shoes. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands and be friendly. Praise God.